Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. joined by the amazing Amy Whitaker. Our interview is so, so fun. We had a heap of fun chatting and she is so passionate about what she does and so energetic. So I know you're going to love, love, love today's episode. But before we jump in, I want to give you a little bit more info about Amy so you know about her as we are talking and chatting and getting to know each other and talking all about the amazing industry that is dance. So Amy is a versatile dancer and well-respected teacher in the Australian dance industry. She prides herself on her strong work ethic and passion for her art form, which has afforded her many opportunities across different facets of the dance industry. Amy is the founder of Dance Plus Australia, a website dedicated to strengthening the way that dance teaching industry connects. Amy is trained under the guidance of and assisted some of of Australia's most well-respected choreographers and the knowledge they have imparted has allowed her to create a fulfilling career for herself as a ballet teacher, Pilates instructor, performer and adjudicator. Early in her career, Amy was afforded the opportunity to assist Sarah Bolter with her choreography on the hit TV show So You Think You Can Dance Australia and UK. She was also selected in her full-time cohort to perform at the Sydney Opera Houses in My Mutation Choreography by Kelly Abbey. Amy's passion for contemporary dance found her a place in contemporary company You Move, directed by Kay Armstrong, where Amy enjoyed the opportunity to work with renowned choreographer Anton. It was after a late night game of charades in which Amy posed as a very convincing cat that she was cast in Fly Crew's first show. With an eagerness to give something a new a try and an ability to flex a funny bone, Amy quickly earned a place as a core member of the beloved comedy hip-hop group and now holds a position as their event coordinator in addition to performing. Amy has been a featured performer in all three theatre shows and was a part of the group who earned a place in the international finals of World Dance in 2017 and the grand final of Australia's Got Talent in 2016. Amy is a very passionate teacher who is dedicated to not only teaching the next generation of dancers but also the next generation of teachers holding an advanced diploma of dance, an RADRTS, Diploma in Dance Teaching and Management, a TAE qualification and Pilates instructor certificates. Amy continued to explore different opportunities within the dance industry to grow as a performer and teacher and she finds the most satisfaction in being able to make her audience and students feel the same amount of joy in dance as she does. So we love connecting and chatting in this episode and we talk about her business and how she got started. So I know you're going to absolutely adore this episode. So let's dive straight in. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's so excited to connect with you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Claire. No problems. Now, I actually sort of came across your business, which for those who don't know is Dance Plus. I came across it just by like looking on Instagram and connecting with 
uh, you know, amazing accounts in the dance industry. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, obviously, as well, and how you started Dance Plus? Totally. So um, I am a professional dancer. I am a dance teacher and have been doing that for gosh, over a decade now, um, makes me sort of, makes me sound old, but um, I started off teaching, I guess the way a lot of teachers start, and that's by assisting in the like little toddler classes, taking the kids to the bathroom, helping out on Saturdays. And then after I finished full-time, I was you know, still had this yearning for teaching, this passion for teaching. So I um, put more effort into that. I did my RAD qualification, uh, my CBTS course. Um, I did three courses in becoming a Pilates instructor. Um, I just put a lot, a lot of effort into teaching and it became a massive passion for me. And through that and through connections in different studios I was working for, I found that people were coming to me more often over the years asking do you have a recommendation for a cover teacher? Do you know who, who, who someone can jump in at four o'clock? I, I know it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but is there somebody who can jump in on my four o'clock class this afternoon? And whilst I was more than happy to help, I really quickly realised that my reach of teachers was only the friends that I've created over full time and the studios I've taught at. So I felt like there were teachers that were missing out on teaching opportunities, not to say that they would have been a better choice. Like I very mm. much like I don't um, recommend someone unless I truly feel like they would be a great fit for the position or the co covering a particular class. But I just felt like there's better connections that can be made rather than us just reaching out to our small pool of people in comparison to the wide sea of dance teachers that actually exist. So in 2011, I um, was thinking, okay, well, what small part can I play in this? Like, I, I can't see, I can't see this problem and do nothing about it. I can't see this need and just go, oh, well, someone else will figure it out. So what small thing can I do? And at the time I thought, oh, well, maybe a Facebook group could, you know, attract a few more dance teachers and a few more studio owners. And if they popped a post up, maybe that would increase their reach of teachers. And it did. And, and that page is called Help I Need a Teacher. And that's, you know, over the years accumulated quite a number of, um, of members and people message me regularly saying that it's helped them and they've gotten lots of teaching opportunities or they've now found someone who they reached out to as a cover teacher who is now a really loved member of their team. So I, I see and saw a lot of good in what that page did. But then in talking to some other people, because, you know, you always have the good with the bad, people were um, identifying holes in that platform and difficulties they were having. And some of those were, well, you know, you could, uh, like with all social media, you could pop something up, you could pop a post up and the perfect teacher could not be on social media that day or not be on social media at all or just not a part of that page. And um, things are very, very easily missed. Um, people were saying, you know, 
they're saying in the comments, oh, I highly recommend this teacher, but they didn't actually know them as a teacher. They knew them as a friend that they did full-time with, or they knew them as an amazing performer, but had never actually seen them teach, but they were recommending them. So there were, there were problems with that, even though it was working for lots of people, it wasn't working for others, which is fine. So I thought, okay, well, the dance studio industry, the dance teaching industry deserves a platform that teachers can be presented in a really professional way and studio owners deserve a service where finding and recruiting teachers can be made easier. And you as a studio owner can get more information about the teachers you're hiring without the back and forth, back and forth on email and phone calls, which I'm sure takes up a lot of your very, very precious time. So in creating teacher profiles and having this teacher directory, you can say, okay, I'm looking for, so I live in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney. Um, so if somebody was looking looking for a ballet teacher in the Sutherland Shire, they could type that into the search field or check that location and my profile will pop up. So it's just sort of honing in on the teachers that are right for the job rather than spending, you know, an hour of your time going back and forth with somebody only to find out, oh gosh, you live three hours away. That's not really going to work for me. I think that that is an amazing um, like business that you've created and a service for um, the industry in general. Because like you said, I, I just know like I've been in that situation and I know probably everyone listening can relate that, you know, that that 12 o'clock or even that two o'clock phone call from someone who has been really sick for three days but didn't think to call like the day before, you know what I mean? Like all of that type of stuff. Um, and again, getting recommendations from people who maybe not um, have the same standards as you or the same teaching style. So having a service um, that essentially vets it for you at the beginning is really, really invaluable, I think. Um, and like you said, you're coming from, uh, you, you, you sort of created the business from that initial Facebook group. So you were already trying to solve a problem and then you kind of built it from there. So I'm sure as well it's adapted as you grow in the business. Absolutely, yeah. The um the things that I had written down and the way I wanted things to look and feel changed based on the feedback I was getting because along along the way I've had a really strong support network of um, friends who are teachers. Um, my husband's a dance teacher and a performer as well. I've got a strong network of um, like studio owners that I've worked for in the past or that I have appreciated as mentors and they've luckily been really honest with me and said, you know what, I probably wouldn't use that. Or I would use that service when it looks like this or when it does that. So I think getting feedback from others has been invaluable to, to creating something that people are actually going to use because I'm one teacher and one performer in this. We call it a small industry, but there are so, so many people and so many different experiences and so many different studios that I need feedback from people to actually provide something that's going to work for more people. Yeah, amazing. And like you said, getting that feedback from your like friends and loved ones is really amazing. But even getting feedback, I imagine, from like the general public is also, um, well, I'm not saying it's always lovely, but getting it's like <laughs> helps you grow and change and adapt, which is awesome. And you touched on that. You said that like you are a professional in the industry as well. So do you think that your dance experience has helped you curate an important resource for, for other professionals potentially who are looking to teach um, part-time or even for those who are like who just want to teach yeah definitely because I feel like I've spent 
you know, the career I've had so far being in one box or the other, being the passionate performer that, that has teaching, um, on the side and then vice versa, being a really passionate teacher that has performing on the side. So I think as a professional dancer, I understand the difficulties in balancing a life as a performer and a life as a dance teacher and both are equally as important and equally need a high level of commitment. Um, but we know that the perform the performing arts and the performance industry, I mean, COVID aside, you could be called at a moment's notice for a casting, an audition, a job, called into an extra rehearsal, your call time gets brought forward or pushed back. Things happen and sometimes it's a really tricky situation to go, well, okay, this has presented itself. It's either a really great opportunity or it's an obligation that suddenly changed and I did commit to that rehearsal or that performance or that call time Things have now changed and I'm in this really difficult spot of I've made a commitment to my teaching and I've made a commitment to my performance. What do I do? And I think sometimes the option is I, on this occasion, I need to find someone who is going to fill my place and actually teach my students a really, really great lesson that they're going to walk away with, jump into the car with mom, dad, grandma, whoever, and say, I had the best time and I learned this and this and this. Mm. It, it helps the studio owner. It helps the student grow. It helps the parents know that their, their hard-earned money is going into something that their child loved. Um, and it means that even though you've had to forego your teaching commitment on that particular occasion, at least your job is filled by someone who is right for it. Um, Absolutely. And like I said, it just, I think as well, it helps in that situation, but also for studio owners who are looking to find either um, a relief for one day, two weeks, maternity, or just, again, finding the next person for their studio. Now, a part of that is, you know, and a big part of Dance Plus is helping dance teachers to stay current because um, I'm sure people listening or like you, you know, fitting in professional development or just being sort of up to date with what's happening in the industry can be a bit of a struggle. So why do you think this is so important? And why is this an important part of Dance Plus? That's such a good question. Okay. This is where I get really excited. So when, when we talk about being current as a dance teacher, I think people do seem to tunnel vision what that means and they think oh well that means I have to maintain my ability to be a, on a professional dancer level I have to know all the coolest moves I need to know you know I have to be the coolest teacher or I have to be this level like I have to have this kind of social media following it's not that I, I mean it can it can be that's an aspect of staying current for some people and if that works for you great keep going but I think staying current as a dance teacher is more than that so there is an element of needing to stay current with what kind of movement is popular and trending but also how styles of dance are evolving and changing because dance is an art form and it is ever-changing um, evolving we learn new things um, even down to safe dance practices change so what we were taught when we were younger may have changed and becomes a, like aspects of it become irrelevant over time so we need to stay current with those things to keep up with an evolving industry um, I also think it's super important that we not only stay current with the industry but we stay current with how 
children are growing up because the way I grew up is certainly worlds different to how children are growing up now so of course I, like I'm sort of talking more if you're teaching at a junior school or pre-professional level um, which is my experience but knowing like knowing what music they're listening to and even though there's some things that they might be listening to that are highly inappropriate to include in your in your classes keeping up with um with what they like to listen to is going to motivate them a lot more to do the the thing the boring sit-ups that they hate doing or that that plank that they don't want to hold you you put something on to listen to that they love and they're going to be on board and they're going to look forward to your class because they feel like they're being seen and listened to more um even down to things like keeping up with what's happening with them at school. Certainly not that you have to spend ages and ages in the classroom talking to them about all the ins and outs, but having little mini conversations, like rock up 10 minutes early and have a conversation with them in the waiting area before your class. Or if they've got, you know, five minutes when they're putting their ballet shoes on, hopefully it's not taking five minutes, let's be honest, but <laughs> they're chucking their ballet shoes on, ask them a question about school. If you know that they've got cross country next, next week, probably don't set your Allegro for next week because their legs are going to be sore. Or maybe they've had, um, you know, maybe you've noticed that a couple of students, you know, aren't as close or aren't talking as much. And you go, oh, okay, well, there's obviously a friendship dynamic change in this group. It's probably not wise for me to pair those two together like I usually would. So staying current is also staying current with the students and the dynamics. Um, you know, we talk about, about keeping up with what's happening at school and maybe in other sports groups that they, they, um, they're together at. But there's also the dynamics of the studio. So um, one of the uh, studio owners I used to work for, she was really, really great at informing me of what was coming up for that age group in the next week, two weeks, three weeks. We need to, um, could you work a little bit more in your ballet classes on X, Y, and Z because they got that in a report from their last to Stedford? No problem. Yes. Okay. Well, their next to Stedford is in six weeks time. Could you maybe spend every second week working on that so that their next report doesn't repeat the same feedback? Perfect. That's great because as their ballet teacher, I wasn't at the Stedford. I wouldn't have known unless you came to me with that information. So it helps the culture of the dance studio as well, because if the ballet teacher can help the comp routine teacher who can help the acro teacher, then the students are, are better off in the long run. Yeah. And I just think what you touched on then so many, like I was seeing there's nodding a lot, a lot like, yes, <laughs> yes. So, so true. And I think that um, it's fantastic, again, to see people like you who are so passionate about providing those resources and, again, that there is such amazing, like, studio owner and teacher connections out there that can be fostered through something like Dance Plus. Now, even though majority of Dance Plus is online, which is great and, and not something that, um, you know, can get affected by shutdowns and COVID it is it, I know as a result because of lockdowns but I know COVID has caused like many businesses around the world headaches but I know you did have like an awesome in-person like teacher development day planned can you tell us a little bit more about this day and its intentions and like whether you hope to host it in the future 
Yeah, definitely. So, oh my gosh, it was so frustrating. Um, at, yeah, just before the, the latest lockdown in Sydney, um, I had organised a teacher development workshop. So it was going to go for a day. Um, I had lots of teachers signed up and we were going to have three classes um, taught by uh, Hip Hop with Neil Whitaker, Contemporary with Sarah Bolter and Jazz with Kat Santos. And what I had organised, first of all, selecting those those mentors and those amazing teachers I was extremely excited that they were even available on the same day my goodness but they are some of the most passionate teachers I have ever met and to be in a room with them and listen to them teach you can absorb so much just from hearing them communicate before they've even broken down their teaching techniques and how they actually structure a class. So first of all, I wanted teachers to be in, in the room with those people if they hadn't already and just listen to the way that they describe things and how they connect with people. They were going to go through um, their own experience in those styles of dance of how they would structure a class go through some modifications because I also think it's really important that as dance teachers, especially if we have te um, have the same group of students for a number of years through different age groups, that we make our experience in our classroom progressive. So where you are in the six and unders contemporary, you build on when you're in eight and unders, and then you build on that again for 10 and unders so that you've got, you know where you're going, you've got something to look forward to, you're building on the foundations you're creating so nothing feels like it's for nothing. So that we're going to look at a little bit of... Um, yeah, modifications, progression of, of the things that they teach. Um, really important, how they structure a dance style specific warm-up and technique portion of their classes because, and I think, you know what, I think we're all guilty of this from time to time, but you jump into a contemporary class and then a jazz class and then you're back in your contemporary class and sometimes those warm-ups look awful similar. But it is so important to have a look at the overall outcome you want for your lesson and then break it down and go, okay, what muscles are we using? What, um, what are we putting extra effort into today? What parts of the body are probably coming in tired? Um, what does this, this age group or this particular class, what are we working towards uh, what strengths, flexibility, endurance, what do they need and structure it so it is specific for the style of dance and specific for the class. So these teachers were going to look at, okay, for my contemporary class, I would do this, this and this, but then for my hip hop class, I would do this, this and this, and this is how it would be different for jazz. Because we know especially teachers who are at, um, you know, a little bit earlier on in their career, they do take more opportunities and jump into a few more styles of dance. So it is a really, really valuable skill to be able to go, okay, I'm here with my under eights jazz. What are their goals as students? And what are my goals in this style of dance? Okay, let's create a warm up and a technique portion of my class that's going to be valuable for their learning and safe for their body. Okay, now how is that going to be completely different to the 12 and under contemporary that I have next? And that sounds like a lot of work, but once you hone that skill, it comes very, very naturally. Um, so that was a little part of what they were going to do. And then um, 
we were also going to have a question and answer portion at the end because you know throughout the day anybody who's done a, a dance teacher development day knows by the end of the day you're like I have a thousand questions so just actually being able to sit down and just blurt out the questions and get some feedback from those teachers so I'm really hoping that we can recreate this day next year um, I am sort of waiting to see how how Sydney plays out um, before I put anything solid down. But yeah, definitely, I feel like it's a really important workshop to still put on. And, and I know that, um, that Kat and Sarah and Neil are still on board and, and happy to do it, which is exciting. So exciting. And I think what you said is that so much structure to what you had intended, but also just in general, about structuring dance classes. So, you know, a lot of young teachers or even older teachers, you know, they've taken many different classes, but sometimes we don't have that foresight or even that understanding to know how to break things down or, or coming from a studio owner's point of view, like they have really talented teachers, but they just don't think that they have that knowledge base to be able to, like you said, create that gradient from the under eights and the tens under 12. So then even seeing your event and going, wow, I can actually send my team to this event. And I think this is going to increase their knowledge and increase the quality of the teacher within my studio. I think that that's a fantastic, fantastic, well, the way that you've uh, sort of structured it, I know it'll be incredible and I'm, I'm sure, and I hope that it goes ahead next year. And I encourage everybody um, to keep an eye out for that. For those people who um, potentially, you know, are not in Sydney or might even be overseas, if you do run it, do you have any intentions of doing any digital passes or is it purely just like an in-person experience? Yeah, I would love to have, um, yeah, a video portion. So um, my husband actually is the co-owner of Fly Crew, which has just opened their production company, Fly Productions. So they do have the ability to um, record the sessions and have a digital version of the training. So I am hoping to offer that as well. Um, and then trying to think up some sort of, I mean, everyone's so accustomed to Zoom now that let's be honest, it'll probably be on Zoom, but so the teachers who are in a different state or location can feel like they can participate in the question and answer as well. Yeah, that would be incredible. And like you said, well, amazing that you have such a, a great connection with your husband and his production uh, team to be able to have really probably a high quality video. But again, like I said, unfortunately, everyone's very into Zoom. So being able then to have that um, in-person but not in-person experience with the Q&A would be incredible. Um, so aside from what we talked about, you having um, the da Dance Plus and the capabilities with finding teachers, then you've got now the, the professional development side of the business. I know from when we spoke that you now have a new course called Design Your Career. So this to me sounds really exciting and something that could be beneficial to teachers and young people listening and studio owners who want to help their um, teachers design their career. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and what it is and I guess how you started it? Yeah, totally. So I actually started this, I have the most beautiful group of full-timers this year and I was chatting to them and I said, you know, you're looking forward to next year. What's it going to hold? How are you feeling? And they, they said exactly how I felt when I came out of full-time. Um, I appreciated my training beyond belief. I had amazing mentors. I, I loved what I did at full-time. 
so much to the fact that I got to my graduation. I did the show. I was so proud of myself for what I'd achieved. And then I looked into next year and thought, what do I do now? I don't have my cohort of friends beside me every day training with me. I don't have a strict timetable of you need to arrive at 8.30 and you need to start class at this time. And then you have to get your butt to ballet because that's scheduled on at this time. Like I was so completely for the first time in my life running my own business as my own employee as well. That's that I found that intimidating. And some, some of my students did as well. Um, like that, like exciting, intimidating. So I said, well, what if there was a support network out there that could help you through managing your timetable for the first time and helping you access open classes and other training programs that you might not know existed? What if that group helped you once a week to come together with people who are at a similar stage and feeling a similar way um, that you feel like you're going through this journey with other people and you don't feel so by yourself? And we chatted and I got some great feedback from them. Um, and I want this program to be a more holistic look at what your career in the dance industry can look like and create a roadmap that takes you 12 months into the future. So um, it's a 10-week program that's going to run from January um, and it's going to cover things like, um, like money management, um, how to do your tax, why superannuation is important, how doing your tax is different for a um, for a dancer compared to what their parents might do because you know I know you know people I, I look to they said oh it's really easy just jump on and, and and do it online but that scared me I didn't like doing it that way so through my experience and through you know support I've had go okay this is how you do it not that I'm going to turn everybody into millionaires wouldn't that be nice I'd love to be able to do that for other people including myself but you know helping them manage their finances and manage their money and even have the comfortability of talking about money. Um, also things like how to access, as I said, how to access open classes, where to find out about them, um, building that accountability for actually getting your bottom to class. And if you didn't go to class, why didn't you go to class? If you've been training under the same mentors and the same teachers for a long period of time, is that the best decision for you? And after, you know, three years of working under the same or taking the same person's class, are you still getting the same value from that class? Or is it time to stretch your wings and find some other classes to participate in? So yeah, finding that accountability and actually making sure that you're putting your hard-earned money into training and open classes that are going to be of value to you, grow you as a performer, maintain your technique, maintain your strength, um, and also are tailored towards your career goals as well. Um, what else are we doing in the course? Oh, positive mindset. Like this is more, well, I mean, it's focused on dance teachers and dancers as well um, because the number of times you go for an audition or you, you put yourself out there for a teaching opportunity and you get a no and knowing how to manage those emotions and um, see, okay, well, perhaps 
if I trained in this way or that way, then maybe next time I'll be appropriate for that position or actually breaking down the no and saying, okay, I feel comfortable asking that person for feedback. Like if it's a no now, what could I do to improve in the future to then get another interview with an agent or presented with another teaching opportunity from that same studio owner or something? Um, yeah, and then looking at work-life balance as well. So like I said, you know, the struggles of um, being a performer and a dance teacher, having a look at how, how to manage those expectations and those commitments. But then there's also people who choose to take on a job in hospitality or retail or, you know, try to balance work across different industries and how to communicate your needs as a performer or as a dance teacher when you're also working in a different industry that might not necessarily understand why you have to commit to certain things in the dance world. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think, That's, yeah, just trying yeah, to support amazing. people through and, yeah, think of think of you as a human and think of you as, a, as an artist as well. Yeah. Well, like essentially what I'm listening to what you're saying is like the bridge between full-time and what's next. So, because it, it, with full time, not I, I never did full time, so I don't know from personal experience, but I have a lot of students who've been through it. Again, it's such a structured experience that when they finished, it's sort of the what's next. And, you know, again, maybe in the past it was like straight onto a cruise ship or straight into this full time gig or into that performing. And now, again, even that's changed as well so being able to provide that support for um people in in the industry is really amazing um but what obviously this you can say is starting next year which is exciting so this is what's next is there anything else that you're working on that you're excited about you're very busy but I, <laughs> I have it written down to ask so I was like I just want to check if there's anything else um Yes, <laughs> there's there's always something going and my poor web designer, I love her so much. She's so patient with me. So I'll email her and I said, Jess, I've got this idea and this idea. And she goes, okay, that doesn't exist at the moment. So can you give me a couple of weeks to figure out how to do that? But um, there's, there's always something going and there's always a new idea. I've um, just taken over a open class page on Instagram, which... Um, I'm just trying to help some amazing choreographers and amazing teachers who have a passion for teaching open classes. So to pre-professional, professional dancers, um, because again, the, the, the platform is social media at the moment. And it's really like, I, I hear the stories of people saying, oh, I'm, I'm so sad when I hear people or get a message from someone saying, I wish I could have taken your class last night, but I didn't see the poster until now. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so try, trying to provide more exposure for these teachers who are providing great training for, for their, for their um, co-workers and the people that they're sharing this industry with. So if I can share a poster and get 10 more people to see it, then that's a small part I can play in helping. Um, so, yeah, if, if anybody's looking for open dance classes, because one of my gripes with the industry is I am so sick of people saying there's no open classes out there. There's nothing available, oh, there, but there is. You're just not seeing it. So, yeah, if anybody's interested in, and feels like they need more exposure, it's um, on Instagram, open dance classes. 
Um, you can find it through the Dance Plus page. It's linked in there if, if that's the way you want to go. But, yeah, if you follow it, I also send out a weekly um, calendar update so you can look at the Dance Plus events calendar, find a class you want to go to, and you can literally save it to your calendar straight from, straight from my website. Um, yeah, and hopefully you find some really cool training opportunities either from one of your favorite choreographers or your favorite teachers or from somebody you've never met before and you're super interested to try what they have to offer. So yeah, I think that's the the newest thing at the moment. That is amazing. And I can see that you're doing a lot of important work, like you said, like sharing other people's work, which is 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 like that connection tool and it seems to me like what you're doing so much is connecting at the moment which is so powerful um for individuals and then also for the community in general so congratulations on what you've done so far and i'm so hopefully people listening to this if they um are either a, a you know someone at full time or a teacher themselves and again they're just not sure what to do next they can uh, have a look at your website and all the amazing resources that you're sharing and you know work with you in some way in the future and with that in mind I know we talked about it previously you have an amazing offer for our listeners do you mind sharing a little bit about that yeah totally so um you are always welcome first up to to message me email me send a dm on instagram however you want to connect and and tell me what you need as a teacher tell me what you need as a studio owner because i I want to help even if i can play a very very small part in it that's that's what i love doing so yeah i love connecting with with lots of people in the dance industry so reach out um I'm also so happy to offer a six-month membership for free to anybody who wants to try Dance Plus, see what it's about. Um, I know we're getting to that point in the year, like lockdown or not, this September, October period, people are starting to think, oh, my gosh, what's next year looking like for me? So if you're a studio owner looking for somebody to join your team or looking for cover teachers over your craziness of term four, or if you're a teacher who's looking to um, to get some more teaching opportunities for next year or cover some classes for others, then, yeah, use the code assemble 6 um, when you're signing up for a six-month membership and yeah, I'm happy to help you set up a profile and you can test it out. Amazing. And so generous. I myself, I'm very excited to be able to sign up and use that offer. We, like you said, amazing. You're finishing off our timetable for next year. And there's always, if not looking to fill a day. And I don't I don't like to use the word fill because it sounds like just trying to shove a person in. But yeah, when when I'm trying to search for that perfect person to kind of round out our team. Um, it's always a little bit like, oh, I, I, I have this day or this style or this age group um, and being able to then sort of have a look at what's available around me or, you know, people who might be moving. Um, it's really awesome to be able to you, and try out your subscription to see um, if it's, I'm sure it's going to be super useful, but how, how it will be useful for me and my business and I'm sure people listening as well. So I want to thank you so much for that amazing offer and I want to thank you so much for all the knowledge that you brought and shared at, with us today. And it's been amazing connecting with you and if people want to again follow you on socials, what's the best way to do that? So I think the best way is um, at Dance Plus Australia on Instagram and I've got, yeah, tags in there to my personal account to the open dance classes account. So you can find me on there. Yeah. But reach out, ask questions. Let's yeah. 
strengthen the connection of the dance industry so we can all help each other out because we're better when we do things together. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Amy. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.